This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Car Guy Radio Show. Where are you, Christmas? Do you remember the girl you used to know? I say this calls for action, and now. you Christmas and let every heart prepare him room today on the Christian shop car guy show yeah I love this whole idea of you know where are you Christmas it hits me every year about this time and so I had some stuff God showed me this week and I get to share it with you it's let every heart prepare him room and we have a special guest on the show today, Gene Nardone, who is with Christian Brothers Automotive here in Winston-Salem. He, he is the owner of this service repair facility. And, and so we get to hear from another Christian car guy, another Christian's point of view on the car industry and, and, and certainly the repair and maintenance industry. And so I'm anxious to get to that. But, you know, Mary Lou Who, you heard from her there. She's in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> And then you heard uh, Joy to the World with David Arcoletta and the Tabernacle Choir. Just an absolutely amazing rendition of Joy to the World. And, and so it's interesting to me that the 16th Psalm says, in his presence is the fullness of joy. And so there must be some hints in all that into, like, where are you Christmas? And so today's show is brought to you by, as always, a Hebrew letter, and today's Hebrew letter is in the letter Nun, and that's because there's a section in the 119th Psalm that David ends, King David ends that section with a little preparing room instruction. It says, (laughs) I will run in the path of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. And so, ha, we have enlarging enlarging of the heart there, and then there's this whole section that we're going to get into that might help us along those lines. But I can tell you that Where Are You Christmas is the cage that I have struggled with my many years, really. I think since I saw the movie, the first time I saw Mary Lou say that. And in 2018, the first time I ever did a show, it was Where Are You Christmas? And interestingly, 
that show was the most downloaded show at the time and has continued to be so with thousands of downloads every year, all year long, not just at Christmas, Nick. Why? Why did so many people download that show of all the <laughs> different shows that I've done? What do you think? Because we, we struggle with that. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things. So it's really an, it's a cage that I have struggled with. And so there's this story of the eagle, and there's lots of eagle stories. I love all of them. Ah, there you go. I like that eagle. Thank you, Nick. It sounds really good. So this particular eagle story I had not heard until I, uh, I heard a, a podcast from uh, Becoming Good Soil with Wild at Heart. And they talked about this young boy that lived in Mexico, and he found this golden eagle. And it had a broken wing, and as you might imagine, he he put it in a cage in order to try to heal it and, and get it better because it's not so, you know, eagles are dangerous animals. they got some talons that will lock into you. So as it, the story went, he eventually got the eagle, you know, back to where it could fly or he felt like it had the power to do that. And so he's going to have a big ceremony with everybody in the little town there in Bajo, Mexico. And he brought, you know, everybody in for the big celebration and he took the, key, the eagle out of the cage and he set it on a perch right there. And everybody was like, okay, fly. And they tried to, you know, come at it and everything. The eagle just sat there. The eagle just sat there. And this wild, excuse me, this old man, the, the sort of sage of the town, comes up to the boy and he says, you know, the eagle is no longer in the cage, but unfortunately the cage is in the eagle. Hmm. And... As much as, I mean, I, I, I think that's just something to ponder for a while. Of how many cages are in your life that you've gotten out of the cage, which Jesus provided for you, but unfortunately many times the cage is still in us. And it's kind of like, you know, Moses <laughs> led him out of the Egypt, but it took 40 years in the wilderness, you know, to get the cage out of them, so to speak. <clears throat> and as I mentioned... You know, there's a better part to the story. This is my favorite part of the story. That is, the eagle was on that perch. All of a sudden, a wild eagle made a call. So, yeah, there it was. And it reminded the young eagle, oh, yeah, I, I am an eagle. And so, or I are an eagle. And he took off and he started flying. And so, as I heard that story and I began to pray about that with God this week in my quiet time and I was like God I really feel like how do I get out of this cage of where are you Christmas how do I experience your presence you know how do I find that and 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 interestingly he pointed me back to something I I kind of knew but I don't know that I ever applied it to this idea of getting out of the cage of where are you Christmas, right? And, and so I have these seven little ideas, but more importantly, I would like to know your idea. Like, how do you prepare in room? So I did a podcast this week, one of my favorite people, and actually one of my best friends, James Banks. It's coming up actually later today, and, it's, and the idea is to prepare in room, right? Because they didn't have any room for Jesus at the end, and unfortunately our hearts this time of year, they get caught up in a lot of stuff, and we got to prepare him room. So I was thinking about this. In Psalm 119, in the whole Nun section, it starts in verse 26. It goes through 32. And I'm going to give you just the cliff notes, which, by the way, are 
at christiancarguy.com if you want to know what did Robbie say are the seven ways to enlarge your heart. Well, here you go. There's seven of them. And, and again, it's all at christiancarguy.com if you're driving and you, you can't write these down. But the first verse would lead you to the idea that humility leads to life. Okay. In other words, you have to die to live. <laughs> you know, that whole idea of he who will, you know, lose his life will gain it, right? And if you think about it, communion itself, if you're taking communion, it's all about death. In other words, you got to die to your own whatever you have at Christmas in order to have room for Jesus, right? Otherwise, you're filled up with your needs, right? And the second verse has to do with confession. In other words, it says, I have declared my ways and you've herded me. Now teach me your statutes. What that says to Robbie is if I will tell God all that I've really you know, struggling with here, then he's going to give me a hug. <laughs> That's what the statutes amount to is a big hug. And so confession, confession leads to intimacy with God, just like the prodigal son. He ended up in the father's bosom. Why? Because he repented, right? And, and the third verse has to do with visits. And visits, you know, very cool. If you want to see something other another passage for um, Christmas, is look at Genesis, I think it's chapter 21, where it says God visited Sarah, right? And she had a baby. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? But that word visited is actually the same word that David is going to use to talk about these meditations that he wants in the, in the third verse. And so our visits with God are critical to the idea of preparing a room, right? And then the fourth one is you got to get up to joy. Right? <laughs> in other words, in his presence is fullness of joy. But in order to do that, you got you got to get up for it. And interestingly, the boy that Sarah had, his name was Isaac. And you may know that means he laughs. And I can relate to that. <laughs> Those people who know me well know I love to laugh. Well, it has to do with joy. And so joy to the world is, is, is a clue to what all's going on. But how do we get that? Well, in his presence is fullness of joy. So you got to get up to joy. And, and then number five, actually, the verse goes, remove from me the way of lying. But it really is remove from me all falsehood. Because anything that is a lie is essentially the Antichrist. <laughs> because Jesus is the truth, right? And so we got to remove that mask. We got to remove the false self and just be who we are. And interestingly, then it says, and, and give me thy truth graciously. So in other words, we got to get rid of the false self and we got to accept the truth. And we'll get to number six and number seven when I come back. But more importantly, I'd love to hear what you think. We're going to get to Gene Nardone with uh, Christian Brothers Automotive. We got a big call coming in at 1030. But your call might be bigger, so I want you to call us, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Did Christmas change? Where are 
are you Christmas? And let every heart, every heart prepare him room this particular year. In fact, today's show, we're kind of highlighting the seven ways that King David talked about being able to enlarge his heart. And so it's kind of cool. <laughs> he gave us all the verses of the Nun section, which again, the Nun, the Hebrew letter Nun has a lot to do with both faith and humility, which they kind of, in a lot of ways, go hand in hand. So we had gotten up through number five, and I hadn't set the hook on the eagle story yet, but I wanted to here with number six. Um, it says, essentially, he said he chose truth, and he looked for glory in others. In other words, the beautiful thing about the eagle story is Jesus was a free eagle. He had freedom, and he called out to you, come be free. And you got off the perch, and and you entered the game, right? Well, the cool thing is that he gives us the honor of sometimes being that eagle for somebody else, right? You you were struck like I was perhaps in a in a bad addiction of some kind, and God healed you through that. Well, now you're the eagle call for that other person that is struggling with that as you tell your story, your testimony. And so when you choose truth, right, and you look for glory in others, you're looking for the good part in others, not looking for the bad, looking for the good, then it's fascinating to me that you are that eagle cry to that other person to to come off their perch, but also as as they come into God's presence, right? They get fullness of joy too. And all that happens. And the seventh verse, the seventh verse in the Nun section, he said he clings to his testimony. (laughs) Interestingly, John Bunyan in the Pilgrim's Progress talked about how he kept his testimony in his bosom. And, And your story, your story, right? of how God worked through your life in the very things we just described, you got to cling to that at times because faith requires your own personal experience with Jesus, right? How, how did he work in your life? What is your testimony? And those kind of things are critical to keeping, you know, on the road. As Christian found, if you read A Pilgrim's Progress, that story in his bosom, and eventually we are going to get back to that on Christian Car Guy Theater. So you, you end up all that with, I have declared my ways and thou heardest me, teach me thy statutes. Excuse me, that was the first verse. I meant to say, I will run in the path of thy commandments. In other words, I'm going to get off that perch. <laughs> all right, I will run in the path of your commandments, to run with Jesus, to be totally free and free with Jesus, right? When thou enlargest my heart. In other words, that's preparing him room, right? The seven ways King David used to achieve the eighth verse, which was to run in the path of his commandments. All there at christiancarguy.com, but it leads well into a discussion I want to have with uh, Gene Nardone, he is with Christian Brothers Automotive. First time ever on the radio, first time ever on the Christian Car Guy Show. Welcome, Gene. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have you. And, I, you know, I've had a chance to actually have my car serviced out there. And, and you know, that was a joy. And, and you would experience so many cool things. But one of the things that, 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 that we were talking about during the break was he hasn't even been in business a year. And you already have 200 over 200 Google reviews, right? That's right. And and how many of those are five star? 
all but two or three of them were 4.9 stars. We're super thankful for the way the community has come out and been kind to us. We just we just want to serve them, and it looks like the people that choose to respond are, are responding positively. So we'll sometimes we act like one-year-olds, to be honest, and so I'm not sure we always deserve a five-star review, but people are super kind, and we're, we're thankful for it. And see, the beauty of, of that is is it's a reflection of your clientele, right? But, you know, because you came in this, right, as a ministry, more so than you did a business. It was what you explained to me, right? That's and, right. And so you, you obviously <laughs> became attractive to a Christian audience, and the Christian audience is always looking for the good in a the place. They're not looking for the bad, right? It's it's It's... How do I call out this other person's glory? How do I find you know what they're doing well and encourage that in order that they can do even better? And and so I, f- I find that just absolutely a key ingredient for Christian businesses all over the country. In other words, I know there's people listening in Seattle today and there's people listening in Tucson, Arizona, which we're gonna hear about that in a minute. But I want you to think how cool it is when you go into a business, whatever that business may be for you, when you do it for his glory, then it attracts people. <laughs> In my opinion, it attracts people with with similar values. And again, they when they see Christ in something, they want to call that out. I agree. I agree. And that's what we want to do. It's really a ministry. We happen to fix cars. And I think we fix cars with excellence. That's our ambition, and that's what we set out to do. But it's really an outworking of just wanting to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's the motto of Christian Brothers organizations throughout the country, ours especially here in Winston-Salem. And that's our heart. If we can love them the way that God loves us to the best of our ability, and through that, fix their cars, get them to the grocery store safely, get them to take the kids to school safely, to work safely, and so on, we've had a ministry in their lives. And we, that's how we look at this. That's our attitude about it. From the day, the moment you walk in the store, you make your first phone call to the time you pick up your keys and take your car home completely repaired. Our ambition is to love you as a neighbor and uh, to be good neighbors in that. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful. And, and so if you wonder about the Christian brothers, now he's, his name is not Christian, you might have noticed, but it's a franchise. And, and so, you know, I've thought for years, you know, this would be a great person to have on a Christian car guy show, somebody from Christian Brothers Automotive. So fortunately... About a year ago, you guys opened up here in the, in this area, so I've had a chance to do this. And and again, the point being, in so many ways, there are Christian car guys all over. And in my opportunity to meet with them and talk with them, you know, we we hear similar things. But I don't want to get away from you because you got a story you want to share on preparing him room. I would love to know how do you do that at Christmas? Eight six six. 348-7884-866-34 Truth. We would love to hear your story. In fact, I'm dying to hear your story. Please call me. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Did Christmas change or just me? Merry 
Let every heart prepare him room this season. How fun is that? It's an amazing idea as we begin to search for where are you Christmas this year? How do we prepare room in our hearts? It's an it's, it's interesting challenge, and I would love to know how you do that. And in order to share that on the show today, I want you to call us at 866 348 7884 is the number to call in and share. 866 34 Truth. And I told you we have a special treat from Tucson, Arizona today, and indeed we do. I have Linda Nelson, who is in Tucson. And Linda, welcome to the Christian Car Guy Show. Oh, good morning. Thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, let me tell you. Yesterday, you know, for those of you who are familiar with the show, if this is your first time listening, we have a ministry within the show called the Christ, uh, excuse me, the Jesus Labor of Love. And the Jesus Labor of Love is, is help for people in some type of car struggle across the country. And, and sometimes we help them fix their cars. Sometimes we've got to get cars. And, and that all is actually fueled by God, obviously, but by how God puts it on people's hearts to both give to our ministry as well as to sometimes give cars. And so along those lines, every once in a while, I'll get a really cool call. And um, I, I got a call yesterday from Tucson, Arizona. I saw it on my phone. Linda Nelson, Tucson, Arizona. It, it, you know, you good caller ID, I guess, is how that worked. A, and um, she went on to talk about how her church had taken in this homeless man. And he had all these different needs. And she talked about a, a really small church, but a very intense church, obviously, it sounds like to me. And, and all these different ways they were helping this man. But one thing he desperately needs right now is a car. A, and I thought, well, there might just be somebody in Tucson, Arizona, that needs to hear this today. Or maybe you know somebody in Tucson, or maybe you know somebody in Tucson who can help get him rides, however it works. But I thought it would be best to actually for you to hear it from Linda herself. If, Linda, you could share his story a little bit so our listeners get a feel of your friend. His, his name happens to be Robert, which I resemble that remark because my name is <laughs> Robbie. But anyway, um, tell us a little bit about Robert, Linda. I would love to. And, and honestly, um, uh, we are a tiny church, um, probably about 16 older people who regularly and faithfully attend but I have a very large women's Bible study in the midweek. And uh, several weeks ago, after the Bible study, I was sitting with one of my students, and we were praying and talking, and in walks this young man. And he's in his mid-40s, and um, he looked quite nice. And, and I said, can I help you? And he said, I have become homeless and carless today. So this is not someone who'd been out on the street for a long time. I'm uh, old enough to have kind of a sense of character, and I was not afraid of him in any way, shape, or form. And I asked him to share his story. And it, it was one of those situations that there but for the grace of God goes any one of us. Um, and so... Um, I said, we'll do what we can. I did not know any of the services that were available in Tucson for this sort of a situation. So I asked him to just stay at the church. We brought food. I contacted my pastor, and he has turned out to be quite a nice young man. He's uh, highly qualified to work, and he's always worked 
and he immediately uh, started um, contacting employers by internet and going to employers, and he's got a wonderful job. He signed the papers on Friday. The the difficulty is that um, he has to get to uh, near, and those of you in Tucson will know this, uh, near the airport for work. And some of his work will have to start like at 4 in the morning. I'd be glad to get him to work, except I'm just not up to being able to do that on a regular basis that early in the morning. So what we need, he's got a job. Um, He is a good young man. He's accepted Christ, and he's already evidenced his growth in Christ. It's uh, kind of remarkable. And um, this, I'm asking for a Christmas miracle. I have had a delight in being able to myself and our and our church body be involved in God's work in this particular instance. A small thing, really, but a big thing in His life, and actually, it's going to be a big thing in our church's life to see God's faithful hand. So, the one thing we need is a car for Robbie to get Robert to get back and forth to work. So it needs to be dependable, obviously doesn't have to be fancy. We can pull together some funds, so it doesn't have to be free. But somebody in your listening audience in Tucson may be able to call me today and say, you know, God has said that I'm to provide this car, or I have a car at this amount. or I don't know what God's plan is, (laughs) but I think um, it was a miracle to get a hold of you yesterday. So... Um, miracle upon miracle, I'm looking for the next uh, Christmas miracle this morning. Well, actually, Lynn, as I was praying through listening um, to what you were saying, I would say that actually anybody that that hears this story and that has a car that they would like to contribute, um, between your resources and what we can come up with here, I feel certain we can probably ship the car to Tucson if it doesn't happen to be in Tucson. Of course, if it's closer to Tucson, that makes it easier. So I don't know, you know, who may be able to do that. And and that may be what's on your heart to do this Christmas. We would like to make it available somehow for that, um, for Robert. Um, And so, you know, I just think that's a really beautiful opportunity. And what a beautiful heart you have. And it reminds me, actually, of my wife. Um, I, I can't tell you the stories that are similar. <laughs> how, how she gets caught up in a, in a story, and often with homeless people. And 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 that and you couldn't be more right. Only by the grace of God, go God, go I. And there was a lady. Um, oh, there's so many Christmas stories I could tell along these lines because it always seems to happen this time of year. That that. Really, everybody said, you know, she really let my wife down. She was in an abusive um, husband, and he was beating her, and she got away from him. And we helped her stay in a hotel, and we helped her do this. We helped her do that. And after months of us helping her, she went back to him. Oh. Well, maybe God restored the marriage. He didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And... You know, the story just went on. But interestingly, where so many people would have given up on her, the one person that wouldn't was Tammy Dillmore. <laughs> yeah, I understand. And, and here we are. This is 2023. I bet you it's been 10, 12 years. Mm. And she has recovered. She got away from him. 
um, and, and eventually made it away. But, you know, sometimes people relapse. Oh. And I bet if, if you're honest, you relapsed at a time or two. I know I have. And yeah. so it's an amazing thing that, that if, again, if we just keep looking for the good, um, God's going to mm-hmm. show it. And again, if you've got that, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, that's ChristianCarGuy.com, you're going to find all ways to contact me, email, phone, anything you want. Um, I respond to anything, as, as Linda will tell you. <laughs> that was amazing. I really didn't expect you. I mean, you just do what you can do, but how would you know somebody would get back? Thank you. Right, right. So again, if you've got that car or you've got an idea, you know, whatever you have, if you live in Tucson and you can make that trip, you know, it's it's difficult as as one of the not as young as I used to be people out there at 68, you know, I can't see at four o'clock in the morning to be, you know, safely driving around Tucson, but I'm not in Tucson. I'm in Winston-Salem. But anyway, you know, I understand. And so maybe a younger person there can get a ride. I don't know how we're going to help Robert, but I know that, that God knows. And I know that he, he he's behind this. And I thank you for another chance at another Christmas miracle. And, and Linda, God bless you. And can I pray again one more time for Robert and for you and your ministry? I would love to. So if, if somebody here in Tucson has an availability, are they going to contact me or you? Or how can I get a Have them contact somebody? me, and I will get them up okay. with you. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm just the middleman. Oh, <laughs> right. thank you so much. Okay. Yes, please pray. Right. And again, that's all at ChristianCarGuy.com. So, Lord, we pray that, 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 that we know you've been aware of this need for a long time, and I also am completely convinced you are going to meet it however you go about doing that, I'm, I'm going to be delighted. And, and if that's through somebody's heart right now that's listening, Lord, just just put it on their heart to call. And uh, Lord, I thank you for Linda, and I pray your blessing over his ministry, her church. This is a special Christmas for them, as they'll always remember the year that Robert came to visit, right? The, the young man that walked in that became homeless and carless. And we pray this blessing on all of this in Jesus' name. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Did Christmas change or Let every heart, every heart, prepare him room this Christmas. We're having so much fun, but we'd have more fun, actually, if you would call us at 866-348-7884. I would love to hear your story on how you prepare him room at Christmas. Very, very fun. And as I mentioned, we have Gene uh, with Christian Brothers Automotive with us today. And Gene, you shared a passage um, actually, you were studying this morning right along the lines of, of what we were talking about with Linda, right? That's right. I read through the book of James this morning just in my own quiet time, and it struck me that what Linda was doing was just making herself available in obedience to God as a man just literally, Robert, walked in uh, to her life. But James 4.17 says, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. And Linda knew that she had an opportunity to do good for this man and to minister in his life, and Apparently, he's accepted Christ as his Savior, and so as a 
completely insignificant second thing, maybe we can provide him transportation <laughs> in comparison to salvation through the Lord. So uh, what a blessing Linda is. I love that she made herself available and uh, was willing to be used by God in that way. It's uh, She's a great testimony. Glad to hear from her. She is. And as we talked about, you know, that's one of the ways you can prepare a room is hold on to your testimonies. You know, you, you not only have the original one, you get them all the time. You should have one for yesterday. Okay, just saying. All right. But that, every time, it, you know, Christmas comes around, I remember this particular Christmas testimony with the Jesus Labor Love, that, that for years I had a very um, strong relationship, I thought, with a very large national battery company um, that had come on my show and talked about, you know, a lot of stuff, and they were going to help the Jesus Labor Love. And so every time it seemed like I would ask for a battery from them, they would give me some story about, well, they're not close enough to our distribution place. So there would always be some, well, a week before Christmas, about 10 years ago, I got a call from a lady who unfortunately had wrecked her car, thought she had insurance on it because the bank had put single coverage insurance on it, which meant the bank was covered, but she wasn't. And so she didn't have any insurance. And her fender was on the tire that popped the tire the battery had been crushed and she was still having to make payments on this car and she had to get to work somehow and she was desperate for help. And I thought, well, at least I can get a battery because she was in Fort Worth, Texas and this particular battery company's headquarters is in Fort Worth. So I thought, well, I'll call them and certainly they'll give me a battery, but this time, because every other time they wouldn't. And um, (laughs) when they turned me down, I got so mad and people who know me know that I can get mad. And I was furious, and I was, I was yelling at God, like, really? Really, here are these people are? They could give one battery for a lady at Christmas. I mean, good grief. I mean, and so God says to me, as he often does when I'm yelling at him about somebody else, he says, Robbie, if you want to help this lady so bad, why don't you do it? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll never forget that conversation. And I said, well, okay, but I don't, you know. Silver goat. I don't. I don't have the. I really didn't have the money at that particular time. But I can help her. I know how. I'll, I'll just find somebody that will help her. And so I actually Googled body shops that were close to where she lived in Fort Worth, Texas, because at the time we didn't have a station in Fort Worth, and I didn't have a connection with a Jesus Labor Love in Fort Worth, and and so I just. Googled where's the closed body shop and the first one I came to, I called him and I said, you know, this is Robbie Dillmore, the Jesus Labor Love and. She said, oh, I can't help. You're going to have to talk to my boss. And I was like, okay. And, and I get him on the phone. I give him the same spiel. You know, this is Robbie Delmore, the Jesus Lover Love. We help single moms and widows with car problems. And I'll never forget the man says, <laughs> he says, do you mean to tell me that you talk about Jesus Christ on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't know exactly where he was going, if I was fixed to get chewed out or if he was going to help. And I said, yes, sir, I I do. And he said, well, I'll put that lady to driving today. He said, you can't outgive God. And I said, well, sir, you might give yourself a little time. I mean, her car is wrecked, the fender's on the tire, and there's a crushed battery. He said, did you hear me, son? I'm going to have her car fixed today. I may not have it ready for the showroom, but she'll be able to drive it to work tomorrow morning. And I said, yes, sir. And that was my Christmas miracle that, that year. Like, I saw it happen. <laughs> He's right. And I, in other words, right. I, I didn't have the money. I really didn't have the money to buy the, the battery or eat, certainly not fix that car that day, but God did. He had all that. And if, if it just applied myself to what I knew to do, which was just make a phone call, actually, is all that I had to do. And God showed up 
And I've never, and you know, that's one of my testimonies that, that, that prepare him room to know, you know, he, he, he can absolutely blow your mind if you step out and just, you know, do what you, what your part is and he'll do his part and, and, and it'll be a shock. And uh, you know, that's one of those things you, you just never, ever forget. I don't know if you know this about Christian Brothers Automotive, but the company nationwide sets aside a second Saturday of October every year. We call it National Service Day. And every shop that participates cares for, for no charge, usually single moms. And uh, we work through, in, in our case, we work through the Yadkinville Crisis Pregnancy Center, work through other homeless shelters and things to take care of really ladies and babies. And that's not to say we don't care for men either, but... This year, we had about 36 families bring in cars and had it had them fixed, whether it was oil changes or brakes or other service that they needed, completely free of charge. And one of the people that came in is a, a missionary family from Togo, Africa, who's here in Winston-Salem, the Wudom family. They were given a car from a member of their church, a Pontiac, uh, and the car needed some help, a lot <laughs> of help. And it was more than what we could do on that Saturday. Um, so we put together an estimate, reviewed it with the, the guest, the customer, and there was no way that they could work that out. And so we, we got a hold of our home office, and before I could almost walk away from the computer, they responded and said, fix his car. Um, well, we worked with our vendors and some other friends, and lo and behold, we fixed the car, gave it back to the customer uh, in conjunction with our, our national service day. He didn't expect that at all. And to be able to run, a, frankly, a for-profit business, and because it is a for-profit business, that we can in turn, when there's a family in need, like you're describing this lady with the fender on the wheel and the batteries crushed, and that you could just spontaneously help people, it's, that's loving your neighbor. That's what Christian Brothers Automotive does. We, we love our neighbors. And, uh, well, we have to keep the lights on to be able to do that. So we, we love to have that combination of working with our neighborhood and then through the neighborhood help neighbors that are in need. It's a... It's a terrific thing, and I think the pairing of the Christian Car Guy and Christian Brothers Automotive right here in Winston-Salem, I don't know how you can make a better marriage than that. Yeah, and, and you don't know this, but originally when I started the Jesus Labor Love, however many years ago that was, mm -hmm. we did it on the first Saturday of every month. Okay. But what we discovered <laughs> quickly was that people have needs all <laughs> and when they have a need they can't wait a month you know before they necessarily and so we we we, we adjusted ourselves to a lot of things um as we learned other things like man sometimes we fix people's cars that didn't have a driver's license yeah <laughs> and sometimes we fix people's cars that didn't have insurance and so you know little things like that along the way that god's taught us you know how to how to be more effective and 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 to um help people that, that clearly, you know, are in a position to be responsible with a car because, you know, you just don't necessarily want to do all that. Well, I want to thank you so much, Ed. I mean, I th want to thank you, <laughs> Gene. Somebody just typed Ed on the screen, and I said, <laughs> I want to thank Gene again with Christian Brothers Automotive here in Winston-Salem. But maybe you've got one of those folks in your town at Christian Brothers Automotive. You may look that up. But certainly... You know, all you listening, I, I hope you'll join me in trying to prepare him room this year and, and, and seeking him, actually, on how to do that. And, of course, you know, we are so grateful that you listen to the Christian Car Guy show. As always, you know, right before Christmas, we'll be playing our famous Christian Car Guy theater episode of um, <laughs> the, the um, well, 
I forgot. It's 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 a, a Christmas Corolla. That's what it is. It's coming up. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere they went. Got it all done in 33. This is the Truth Network. <laughs>